Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. Join your hosts, Mark Zylinski, Jeremy Duval, and Rob Fanouf as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. This is Countercharge live at the U.S. Masters. Can you guys hear me all right? Everybody can hear me yes. all right? Yeah. Cool. All right, we're going to go around the table. We've got a bunch of Southeastern guys. Um, some would say the filthiest people in the entire country. I would disagree. We have some filthy. Tim being particular. It's horrible slander. I think everyone is just uh, really, really prejudiced against the Southeast. I think they're just sensitive. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I think. Let's start over here with Jeff. Why don't you just go around and introduce yourself, where you're from, what army you're playing, talk about your experience with King of War. Jeff O'Neill. I'm from Birmingham, and I play goblins. I have a little bit of shooting and a little bit of hand. No, that that would be euphemism for (laughs) right. (laughs) Jeff has what we know as all the shooting. Jeff has uh, personally broken fanatics at least four times while not being on Facebook. Yeah, he doesn't even do Facebook. Well, I try to spend my time figuring out how to get more shots into my army. It's very impressive. Yeah. Uh, I'm Keith Randall. I'm the chair of the Southeast, uh, so I have to look after these knuckleheads. And uh, I'm bringing elves. Uh, and, and according to a countercharge host, I have a very thematic and narrative-based list. Is that Jeremy who said that? Yes. So I, Was it's, that or what? It's not cheese. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I, I think everyone should stop complaining about elven shooting. And I'm Tim Smith. I'm bringing uh, Undead to the Masters from Knoxville. And uh, for all the Southeast shooting, I just want to let everybody know I have 10 lightning bolts the maximum amount of shooting I could have put into that list and still remained fun and competitive. <laughs> I'm Nathan Clevenger. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm bringing the Empire of Dust Army. Uh, I'm what's known as the storyteller, apparently, in the Southeast. So. You also have a thematic list. Yeah, it's nice and balanced. You know, it only has, you know, out of 11 drops, only six of them have a shooting attack compared to everybody else's. <laughs> right, right. Well, in your own club... You're the least filthy, I guess, is the way they're describing you. Uh, he also smells better than the other two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that bar is very low. Yeah. That's right. Well, the thing is, though, I, they get they get the flack. Mm-hmm. You get to fly under the radar. Without... I, we, we all draft behind Jeff and Sean. <laughs> all of us. Yeah. Just NASCAR. Like, yeah. Man, Keith's list is totally reasonable. It, okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> I've already heard about your list, and you know, isn't you are the reason why we have this film. Well, that's a story Jeff can it, tell later. It is solely Keith's fault. That's awesome. Well, let's start with uh, the first question I got is, obviously, Keith's the regional chairman. Robert Brandon couldn't join us. He's going to be here tonight at some point. Uh, but who is the real power behind the throne? Is it is it Tim? Tim is the mouth of the South, even though I'm answering that question for him. <laughs> I am the power behind the throne. No decision is made without me putting some two cents into it, even if it's just to distract them from what they're trying to work no, on. We all know Cindy Perkins is I was, the power behind the That South was East where I was going. How did you read my mind? You must saw my notes. It actually has Cindy's name in the, in the notes. Uh, so what's the plan for next year? Are we going to change leadership? Are we Are going to keep it the same? We, are, you guys, is it like one of these deals where you just pass the crown? If we win, nothing changes. Okay. If we lose, somebody dies. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I sense a voice of no confidence coming on. Man, I didn't know that there was a coup coming. I thought I would just hold on to this forever. Well, you, you, you're not supposed to know the coup is coming. That's, <laughs> That's a fair point. point. <laughs> I shouldn't know that. Tim's been distracting me, apparently. Well, Keith, what you don't understand, he's, he's a despot. 
he just has to clinch every little bit of power he has, and he's not going to let it go. Yeah, it was being passed around until I got in charge, and then uh, no one else wanted it. <laughs> it's a lot of work for a little and no money, right? A little effort. I mean, it's a lot of effort and no real reward. What do you mean, no money? <laughs> Keith's been charging me $20 a month. <laughs> like union dues or something? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Geographically, we got a pretty big region that goes all the way from Miami to Kentucky over to Memphis, Alabama, Mississippi. What is the geographic area we need to target in 2018? Where's the, where are the players that are not playing with us? Well, no one knows anyone lives in Miami, and I think that that, that I think that's a part of a geographic area that we probably well, you know, if you would go to Crucible, get. if you would get to Crucible, thinking about it, you would might actually meet the guys from Miami. Are there guys from Miami? There is guys from Miami. They're the okay. Flintlock, the Flintlock Games guys, the guys of Blood and Plunder. They're from Miami. All right, and uh, Mike Tunes, he plays Kings of War. But okay. to be fair, it's like four hours from them to Orlando. I know. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. tough. Uh, we don't have. I mean, I think. Billy lives in Mississippi, but only in name, right? Am I right, yeah, I'm, yeah. And he basically lives outside of Memphis. Yeah. yeah. Well, we won't let him live in Tennessee. Right. Um, yeah, the, so go ahead. Part of the problem Mississippi has is, I mean, I know I know a few guys down towards the Gulf Coast that are into gaming, but none of them have really picked up Kings of War, and I don't know what we can do to kind of get the game going down there. I mean, it's kind of hard if you don't have a store or something down there to kind of get the be the entry point. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I vacationed down there recently. I went by some of the game stores on the Gulf Coast, and they're all like, Kings of War what? What do you mean? If it's basically it's 40k or magic, that's what they're doing. Right. <laughs> what other? So we're talking about Mississippi mainly. Is that is that the area? Yeah, probably mainly Mississippi. I think yes, we have a large region, but I think we're uniquely gifted. I mean, Midwest has us a little bit, but we have a lot of mid-range sized cities that are all about three hours away from each other. So if you just cast the net out and people are willing to drive three, four, five, six hours, we can get a lot of three three people groups, four people groups, and, and build up our tournaments pretty nice. And we're kind of blessed with that sort of geographic advantage. And if we could duplicate what we did in Kentucky or what happened in Kentucky in other areas, I think like, we'd What do you mean? Successful. Give me an example. Like historically. We so uh, Taylor and Charlie, very active Out of players, Bowling Green, Kentucky. Out of Bowling Green, yeah. Um, they really jump-started the scene in Kentucky, organizing events, getting people to play. And they just did a one-day a few weeks ago that had 20 people show up. That's insane. So if we could do that in other areas, and it, that's what it takes. Someone to get on the ground, grassroots it, and grow it. So I'm hearing you're going to do it. Is that what I'm hearing? I'm, I'm moving to Mississippi, yeah. yeah. Well, so you're I'm doing it. Uh, I, I, and Cody has done a really good job in the Cody, Orlando yeah, area. Cody, uh, yeah. So, but Cody Richardson out of Tampa. Or actually, he's out of Orlando, but he works out of the Armada Cody Games. Cody Richardson? Store. Isn't that his name? Cody Richard Smith, I believe is his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cody, <laughs> Cody Richard Smith. Yes. He looks uh, like, I just call him Will Wheaton. That's fine. He looks like right? Will Wheaton. He looks like Will Wheaton. Yeah, he looks like Will Wheaton. But he's bearded Will Wheaton. Yeah, he's handsome. Yeah. He's very and handsome. And he's, he's almost he's almost as suave as Sean Williams. Almost. He's almost got enough of that southern charm. Sean's kind of let himself go lately, let's be real. Well, he's playing already <laughs> now. <laughs> he's gotten old. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back in the last year uh, of the region, uh, we are the only region to have to constrict the number of qualifying events. So I'm just going to turn it over to you. You know, what are the lessons learned from 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 letting it be the wild, wild west where everybody can have a freaking qualification? And, and, and maybe that's the way we had to do it. You know, and I know I'm probably to blame as much as anybody. Just we, we wanted to not cap the enthusiasm but it bit us in the butt right and now we're living that I absolutely agree it was it was very we made some very difficult decisions on going from 14 events to 11 events 
Some of them were just geographic based, some of them were numbers based, some of them were we want to have an even distribution and we were worried that one event was going to cannibalize on attendees to another event. Um, I think it was great for our region last year to say any two day event is a GT. I think it would have been a little, thinking ahead a little more to say any two day event as long as we have two months notice or three months notice because there was a time when it was, hey, I'm having an event in four weeks here and it's like okay well mostly in Georgia right there were a couple events in Georgia right. that, that, that that they had like 12 players I mean 14 12 I mean, they, like, they, you had 12 players 18, that's good right absolutely but absolutely you, you kind of and, and the question is did that cannibalize itself or not and I think the Georgia uh, enthusiasm for the game really was served by that and now they were the, the, the bug they got bitten by the bug with those two events and now they're they're traveling to other things and I think that's great uh, and we do have another space open potentially for an 11th event, which we'll probably put in somewhere in that region in Georgia. What, what, what month would that be? Uh, well, when we get rid of BCB as a qualifier, no, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, potentially you, March, March. Yeah, yeah March. Because uh, right, we had Manticon. Correct. That's falling off the schedule. March, and we don't yeah. have anything in March. Right. And, you know, to be fair, we, we might throw something in late April just because BCB is such a... Uh, a Capped event, and it it, it the it draw is you guys. Players. Yeah, right? it only has twenty players. The draw is you guys. So the question is, if twenty four people are going and eighteen of them are out of region, you can probably still support event on the other side of the region in late April. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe we move Blue Sea to Barla March. I mean, I'm open, whatever. Yeah. So we're, there's yeah. there's discussion to be had about that. I don't think it's hurt us on our enthusiasm because I don't see any event this year not breaking thirty, which is awesome. Well, talk. I mean, we already had some events. We had Siege, right? Absolutely, and these guys can talk about Siege. We had almost 60 players at Siege. Mm. I think TNT will be there or bigger. Oh, it'll be, it better be bigger. If right. it's not bigger, what are we doing? All right, let's talk about TNT. So TNT is already trending to be bigger. By the way, let's start off with what does TNT okay. stand for? So t- TNT, if you want to go with the Rob definition, is Todd's yeah. Nashville Tournament. And what is your definition? Tim's and Todd's Nashville <laughs> Tournament. Okay. Uh, but it's a wrestling-themed event in May, uh, 18th May what? to the 20th. Yep. Uh, 2150 on the points, and we have a manager model that people can will be able to use during the game. Extra rules, extra inspiring. But last year we were at 50, just around 50 players for the first year of the event. Of course, it is building off the success of what was NashCon's Kings of War tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this year it's already the fir- the end of February, and we're up to right around 30 paid participants. I haven't paid yet, so it's just a matter and of... And that's, you know, that's a big a thing. There's a, there's a lot of people that haven't paid yet. You there's there's probably 20 people who will be there, because they're going to be, like, yeah. Nathan, We're going to hit 70, Jeff. let's be honest. We, if, we don't, if we don't hit 70, I think it's a disappointment. <laughs> Alright, well, that's a lot of pressure, but I think you're right. We're going to get there. Yeah, I mean... We're like two years away from passing Lone Wolf. Let's be honest. And well, Lone Wolf has doesn't have something that TNT has, which is the opportunity to play inside a wrestling ring. Yeah. Which is the coolest thing I've probably done playing Kings of War. So that that it's a lot of fun getting up there, and you're just like, man, you really feel the game when you're up there. So. And this year we're looking to add the cage match. So you Kings actually gonna build a cage? Yeah, build a cage. Why not? I built a ring. Well, I, I believe you'll do it. I just. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, Kings of War in a cage match. Tim, I learned a long time ago, we don't, you never speculate against you. I mean, if there's even an axiom of possibility that something's going to occur, I'm going like, yeah. to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, cat, women, whatever. It's all good. It's all, yeah. Life's a buffet of experiences, and yeah. if you don't sample everything, what, what do you know what you like? Yeah, Snapchat, the whole, you know, all you kids do and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, those damn millennials. Yeah. TNT and Jeff, what did you talk about? You went to TNT last year, right? Yes, yes. Um, that was 
one of the best tournaments we went to last year because it was drawing people from all of the regions. I mean, we had people from the Midwest. But I love, a, I love a tournament where we see new people, see different things. Right. You know, see what what's the meta here versus the meta there. Yeah. You know, and after you see these people a few times, it becomes fun because you've developed a social relationship. So it's not only a competition, but it's also just a fun weekend. What mm-hmm. you, you alluded to it, you know, we had some historical armies there, which we don't normally have. Siege of Augusta had some, right? Yeah, I don't know if other regions do this, but Siege of Augusta is a historical convention. So in the, in that spirit, Robert allow Robert Brandon allows historical armies. So we had two or three historical armies, which is a fun fun angle. And then Siege, or sorry, TNT also is going to allow historical angles, historical armies. Um, we're pretty permissive in our region formations are in <laughs> yeah uh, the legendary characters are in it's like whatever see if you can make it work and beat face with it and we'll see what happens we even allow shooting every once in a while yeah. someone will bring a shooting army yeah. um, but we put a lot of terrain down so it's you know it buffers it out a little yeah. bit yeah TNT I don't know final thoughts on T. I mean TNT is gonna be big and there's a lot of I mean we got the Arkansas guys coming you know uh, well, this Brian is, Priest and those guys coming down this goes to a broader thing for the southeast so Siege pulls is a qualifier for the Mid-Atlantic and the Southeast. Mm-hmm. So it's pulling Mid-Atlantic players. TNT pulls a lot of Midwest players. Mm-hmm. So our, our region as a whole is really well located to get a wider breadth of players right. to play against. But TNT this year is definitely going to be a must-go-to event. And Nashville is obviously a an great location. Yeah, a great location. It's right in the middle. And we're not in Nashville. We're like just outside. We're like a five-minute Uber drive away. It's $8 to get downtown. So $8, it's, it's yeah. So you can go have fun, but you don't have to pay the $600 a night or whatever. Yeah, hotels in Nashville are pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the team. We got we got eight players. Uh, How did you guys select the team this year? Uh, so our selection process last year was a very straight, if you you decide, you figure out where you came in, and you, you take the number of players at the turnip, tournament, Divide that by two, add that to 100. I guess this is fairly complicated. And then if you, you we come thought in first, it was easy. we thought it was easy. Let's yeah. say there's 16 players. You come in first, you get a 108. You come in second, you get a 106, 104, 102, all the way down. Uh, this year we're doing the same thing, except because we're having so much success and having so many large events and allowing people to go outside of uh, outside of the region, we didn't want the Lone Wolf Syndrome to happen. And you go to Lone Wolf and come in 10th, and you come come back with a 100 and... 40-point score. Right. and or the, Masters. or the Masters, even. So we're capping it at 125 points. Right. So any any event over 50 players, get, you can get 125 as first. That's the maximum, and That's the maximum. you're allowed to sub in one out-of-region event. Yes, and this year we're allowing one out-of-region event, which I think is going to be uh, fun for us to go. Yeah, how, how many of you guys are going to Masters and playing? In the Masters? All four of you guys are playing, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yep. So prediction, just real quick, who's going to come out of the four of you guys? Who's going to be the highest-ranking player out of the four of you guys? It's going to be Jeff, Keith, Nathan, Tim. That's okay. where it is. <laughs> I mostly agree with that ranking. <laughs> so uh, next year, we talked about the changes. You're going to reduce the – you're going to cap basically the number of points you can get at 125. You're going to let an out-of-region event in. We have the ATC and the BCB. So we have a doubles event and a, and a team event. Um, Which the Sons of Vulcan will be attending again. ATC? Are yes. you going to ruin it for everybody again? Yes, we okay. plan to beat everybody by at least 120 points this year instead of just 100. So one thing we should say about ATC is in a, in a uh, plan to try to get more out-of-region uh, attendance, the organizers have 
decided that if, if you attended Masters this year and you want to come with a teammate with teammates who attended Masters and you are not in the Southeast region, because it's not that hard for us, yeah. you can attend the event for free. So that's a big deal. Or when is it? One team from that region can attend the And that's the July? Event. Yeah, I should know when it is. Yeah, July 15, 16, 17, maybe. Somewhere in the weekend around the middle of July. Mm-hmm. In Chattanooga, Tennessee, which... It's not the easiest place to fly into, but it's it's fairly centralized if you are in the Midwest. And, I, and I've heard they're making some improvements to the, the the venue to try to keep it open later. Improvements to the venue, and then organ the power behind the throne will be Todd, right. which and will t- help and things. Everybody loves Todd. He'll yeah. do a great job. He's good, gracious, good gracious. And that'll be twenty five hundred points, teams of three, no duplicate armies, even with allies. So if you take abyssal ally- allies, that nobody else can play abyssals, allied or as the main force. Correct. I like that. That's cool. So essentially, you have six armies in a way. You can. Potentially, yeah, without. And you, yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Who made the team? Let's go over who's on the team. I guess we'll start from the top down, even though it hurts me on the inside. Uh, Sean, well, it's been the same guy the last two years, it right? It has. Uh, Sean Williams was number one ranked in the region with his undead, so he decided to uh, mirror image Jeff and bring Rordia shooting. But here's a question. Yeah. Is he really just playing your army? I mean, did you provide him the models to play the Rordia list? Uh, I provided the goblin allies. Okay. Yes. Right. So he painted his own yes. halflings. Yes. Okay. But they're like half the size and yeah. Multi- yeah, minimum yeah. model count. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, so uh, Sean's back. Uh, to, and, you know, Sean was at the top table last round last year, so t- Sean's a strong competitor. Uh, second ranked was Robert Brandon, right? Or did you jump him? No, no, I, th- I was behind Robert. Okay, so Robert Brandon was second. Uh, Robert's a perennial uh, Masters attendee. He's bringing elves this year, even though he didn't make the team with elves, but he's he's trying something different. Well, let's be honest. He probably wanted to play a different army because, you know, he has one army that was Abyssals, Abyssal Dwarves, Trident Goblins, Trident Realms, yes. I don't know, whatever. He has one army that says so, multi-uses. But they, they just won't work for elves. Right. So, But he already had 5,000 points of Warhammer elves, yes. and he, he moved them over. And he's got some Manic Chariots in there because he needed more Chariots, Right, because he's obviously. got three Hordes and three Nimble individuals. Three Hordes and three yeah. Nobles, yeah. Yeah, um, Next is Jeff, yes. uh, who has been playing his uh, very ground-and-pound Goblin list uh, the whole time. Uh, really think shooting is a waste of time. Honestly. <laughs> Absolutely, it's all about hand-to-hand combat with Jeff. Um, and then I think fourth is this is the part. This is the part that makes Keith a little upset because if you've noticed, he's not said his own name yet. <laughs> is so he going to say the it next now? person is Tim? Yeah, uh, Tim went to some small events and beat some really bad. <laughs> well, you probably went components. to Gladiator GT, didn't you? Did you go to Gladiator? I, I made it to every Southeast event except the two Crucibles, right? And place top ten at all of them. Crazy. And, he, and he was really high up at some of the really, you know, less attended ones that didn't have any good players at him. Uh, <laughs> so he got so he snuck in some scores there. I think next was Brian. Is Brian next or Nathan's next? Me? I'm fifth? Okay, so I'm fifth. Uh, mostly because I got married in the last half of the year and couldn't attend some some things. Uh, I hear excuses. We yeah, well, that's we okay. do results in the southeast. I don't know. This isn't the Midwest. Well, uh, this year Devlin's Devlin's pacing the field, so it's it's going to be an interesting year. Uh, he did pretty good. He did pretty he did good. Pretty having good, yeah. two events to everyone's one, but yeah, that's okay. It helps. It helps. It helps. <laughs> uh, next is I believe Nathan. Uh, Nathan's been Empire of Dusting It Up all this year. This last year. He decided dwarves weren't the thing anymore at some point. You can answer that question. Well, with Clash of Kings 18, might see the dwarves come back out of the closet. I, you know, I, I, I qualified with them for uh, last year's Masters playing dwarves and just did not think at that point in time I had a uh, Masters quality army or that they were capable of a Masters quality army. So that's when I went to Empire Dust and uh, 
The, the tweaks in 2018, though, with that Clash of Kings, you might see the dwarves hit the table again for me. So. <clears throat> nice. Uh, then is Brian Tucker, who this year played an Abyssal, or sorry, an Abyssal Gargoyles Tortured Souls list, which was pretty nasty. That was the army I was most scared of, and I only had to play him one time, and I got the right board, the right mission, and I got to go last. Otherwise, I was afraid he would table me. Right. Yeah, it was a brutal list yeah. until, you know, when, when, you, when, you, when you bring bring two different units and both those units are nerfed at the same time, that, yeah. that, that messes with them. He took it to Siege and went three and three, but so he went back to doing his undead dwarves right. uh, somewhat begrudgingly. Uh, and then the last, last player we got on the team was Rocky Archer. Who's an up-and-coming Florida player? He's good. Uh, he's he's good. a really good player. He's uh, a undead player. He's he, been playing undead for a while. He, he he did a lot of work with the ghoul formation that gives you thunderous charge. So he's he's had to rework his list a little bit, but he's he's a solid solid undead player. And as so, Tim likes to say, uh, in the South, we either shoot or bring undead armies because all of our armies are dead from being shot. Yes. <laughs> so is there anybody that? Uh, Qualified for the event that, that didn't come, that we hope will be there next year. I want to say no. So everybody took their spot, basically. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. That's good, yeah. right? That's a that's a that's a sign that you got a healthy group that everybody feels like. They yeah, belong. there were some questions for a while, but I think everyone ended up taking their spot. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, there were some rumors that Sean and Jeff weren't going to come for a while there. I was a little nervous because they don't like soft scores. I understand. Well, we're at the Masters. There's no soft scores, <laughs> right? Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's something to look forward to for next year is generally the top three, four spots. There's not much contention for those. In the southeast. In the southeast. Yeah. But five through eight and then really five through 15, those are shifting hands pretty regularly. Yeah. And for our region, especially how big it is, that's looking well for next year. Yeah. There are I, a lot of people who could have made I, it this yeah, year. I, I think uh, Chris James is not a name that's pretty pretty yeah, good player. He was, he was close. I think uh, Drew Gaddy's going to make a Bowen from Mississippi. Yeah, from Memphis. Chris Bowen. Yeah, Chris Bowen will make it. Devlin, if he, if he gets a together. Todd even was not too far down on Todd's the list. Close, yeah. Todd, Todd switches armies too much sometimes. He just needs to let Cindy pick something for him let him do it. Maybe roll his dice. Yeah. Move his models around. We talked about the changes for next year's selection process. We were the bridesmaids last year, right? We came in second. Oh, yeah. The yeah, region, right? Yeah. South, Southeast Te- region. Technically, we came in second. Yeah. We had more in-region games, mm-hmm. and I think, if I did my math right, about 60% of our losses were against each other. Yeah. Is it, and correct me if I'm wrong, are we we extending the regional immunity farther this year? We extended the regional immunity from three it to was four three this to four. year. So yeah. there's a potential we'll not knock each other out in the right. third round. I mean, I played whatever. Nathan and then Sean, four yeah. and five. And, and I, I know that's a loss. I understand. Well, in the South. One, one lost one. Shut up. <laughs> well, the South won last year. I played three guys from the South, beat them all. My loss was to Sean in region. I mean, I guess the question is, we came in second. Is that up the, the ante? Is that the pressure on? I think it puts more pressure on the South, honestly, yeah. to repeat than us. Uh, obviously, they've downplayed it at the cast, but I think so they still yeah, they're like, well, that's okay. We're just going to well, win. Well, they these. downplayed it, but then, you know, not to call them out, but then Serpico said, we're going to win all the top awards, but we're going to lose the region. Like, that's, well, that is the top award. Yeah, yeah you're like, you're, you're, down, you're downplaying a lot if you're going to win all the awards. Mm. So looking at the region, we'll just go around and ask this question to everybody. What sets the Southeast apart? Like, if you, if you were just to sit down with somebody and give them a sales pitch, how would you describe this is a Southeastern event? Let's start with Nathan. Well, number one, you're going to see 
I think from top to bottom, you're going to see a higher quality of play across the whole event. So, you know, there's fantastic players in every region around the country, right? Mm-hmm. But I think from top to bottom, the the SEC has, uh, from my experience, been just, a, you know, a touch above everybody else. You know, the better play, the, 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 the lower ranked players in the SEC, uh, Southeast region are going to be higher ranked in other regions, just like it is in college football. So, uh, <laughs> Will said. <laughs> Brings it back. The Alabama guy brings it back. Right? Mississippi State. Well, I realized. I realized. But yeah. Tim, what, what plays into that, my sales pitch would be we have the biggest player base of all the regions with the most GTs. So you have more people you're playing, more time to think play them. Do you think it's bigger? You mean the number of players? Number of players. Or just spread out? Number of players. Okay. We have a huge player base that regularly goes to all the GTs or one yeah. or two of them. So you got more players to play, more chances to play them. And we've seen the player curve, like take Rocky, for instance. Last year was the first year he played a war game, and he's on the team. And he's playing good players at a regular pace. I think that that's what I would say, too. I think there's a core of 20, 25, 30 people who go to 7 to 10 tournaments a year. And you just, I mean, as these D-bags from Bear Birmingham say, steel sharpens steel. Uh, so I think we get a lot of high-quality play a lot. We might not have... Huge five huge GTs, but we got ten we got mid-sized ten, ones. and then you know, and then two that are now huge, and I think that's yeah. Uh, and as much crap as we get about being bringing a-hole lists, there's not an a-hole player in the region. Uh, we just basically got them to move to another region. Push them out. Right, no take backsies. Uh, They're no. already talking about how they want to make a three-way trade so that the Midwest ends we'll up. We'll get Shannon. We'll take Shannon. Yeah, yeah. So, so the Midwest will end up with him now. No, no, no. Um, I mean, it's... No, I, so I, as, as much crap and, and as salty as Jeff pretends to be, uh, there's not a D-bag player yeah. in the region that I can think of off the top of my head, which no. which makes it nice because you just travel with the same 25, 30 guys and you just go see your friends and, and roll dice with them. Mm-hmm. I agree with what y'all said. It's fun going to a tournament and seeing 30, 35 people you know. <clears throat> You're playing people who are high quality. I mean, everybody on our team is who I've had to play in every tournament for two years now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the advantages, you're forced to evolve. I mean, my army, I, I blame Keith, but we played at ATC and he dissected me. I didn't get to roll a dice. I mean, I'm just taking units, putting in my case, going down. But I watched what he did and I walked away from that saying, I have to do something better. And so that I was tried. my favorite game I've ever played. <laughs> he did enjoy smashing. He was probably salivating. He was probably just drool hanging down his... But then in response to that, and Nathan, I'm going to put words in your mouth, when I evolved from my game with Keith, that forced Nathan and Sean to evolve their game, and it's a vicious circle. And the next game Jeff and I played, he tabled me. So, And I enjoyed every minute of that game also. <laughs> but, I mean, I think the friendly competition is great. It's also nice having somebody to talk to. I mean, if I want to do something undead, I can talk to Tim and say, why, why are you not doing this? There's probably a good reason. And I mean, we're competitive. Well, it might just be because he's a simpleton. Well, it could be. But that's maybe not. I think we're very competitive on the table, but I think we're very cooperative right. off the table. And that, that has been a, a great asset for the whole region. Well, it's like we've talked about. I know some of the other guys in the Southeast give Sons of Vulcan grief about it, you know. <laughs> but I mean, we're getting together. We're playing two, three games a week every Sunday, you know. 
And then it's it's what what here's what the part they give us grief about, right? Is we all work close enough that we digest it for twelve hours, and then Monday we get together for lunch and we talk about what we played yet that weekend, and we go through and we strategize that and figure, all right, this is what we need to do better. This is how we need to look at these lists, and we've got such a. You know, given we're we're bringing kind of a narrow, focused, filthy, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it evolves over time. Sometimes it's shooty. Sometimes it's defense six. I mean, sometimes it's the freaking goblin hordes of all foot soldiers. I I think we change every because what happens is Jeff brings this one thing, kicks the out of another player, then he changes his list, and it just. Yes. And, you know, we avoid the echo chamber as well. You know, we'd avoid this, oh, hey, you know, shoot, volumes of shooting is so nasty, so sick, whatever, right? And then how can somebody sleep when they play that kind of arm, right? <laughs> you know, we avoid that and we say, you know, all right, let's look at it, right? Within the, within the rule set, this is a valid list. This is a legal list. Let's keep it up. You know, what can we do to make that list as good as possible? Then let's take a look at that and say, what are the counters to this list? And how are we going to develop those? Right. All right. So, what's the best way to of a new player is in the is in the area is in the southeast? How do we? What do we tell them? Where where do they go to find out what's going on? Well, the easiest place is always going to be Facebook. What page is that? Uh, the Southeast Region of Kings of War Masters. Yeah. SEC KOW Region page. Like yep. That? Yeah. Countercharge is a great page to go to. Um, not even if you're not in our region, any of the regions. Maybe, maybe Fanatics page. To. Uh, you'll maybe get the worst of us there because we like yeah. to poke fun at everyone. Debauchery. Yeah. Um, but really the, the thing is just reach out to anyone you know who's playing it and we get people in touch and we're looking out on those pages. We'll, someone will post, I live in Knoxville, who do I talk to? And someone will tag me. Or I yeah. live in Atlanta. We'll be like, what part of Atlanta? That's either Brian or David. Um, and what's good about our region, for all another thing that sums that up well, is we all have our regional or our area groups that get together, that play, that talk. I think every group has a Facebook chat. Whether it's least. Memphis or Chattanooga or uh, Knoxville Birmingham, or Knoxville or B- Bowling Green or yeah. And we're willing to support new players. Hey, what do you need to play? What do you need to get going? Here, let's meet games. Um, Todd and Keith were going to go up to Kentucky to meet with some of their players and just watch them play, give them advice. Well, they did. Yep. We had two guys from Blue City Brawl I never met. Never talked to them in my life. They're from the Tennessee Kentucky border. Ashland, those guys are good dudes. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, cool. That's awesome. Come on and play. And that's the way all of our groups are in the southeast. Yeah. And now we got Lexington, too. Yeah, we're just like, every time we turn around, there's like a new group popping up. Mm-hmm. What about Southern Alabama? What's going on with there, man? Southern Alabama, they're, they're in with the uh, the Southern Mississippi guys pretty tight. So, again, they've got a lot of, they they love the GW down there. They've got a lot of 40K going on. they got a lot of Age of Sigmar going on. So like I hear that, you're so. signing up to get down there and evangelizing and spread the message. <laughs> Is that what you're hearing, Todd? I'm just, Todd. Well, we had a, uh, within <laughs> Alabama, we had a friendly rivalry called the Cage Match. Uh, going a hammer on. and a nail do not no. have a rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, one-sided. So that's pretty uh, illustrative of the attitude down here sometimes too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to to Jeff's point, that, that's right. The the you, the the, uh, the hammer doesn't feel too much for the nail. So, yeah. But yeah. So we uh, some of those guys still there may still be some some 
raw feelings. <laughs> you guys were playing 40K, though, back then? Mainly. Well, the, the last tournament we had for that, my last round, I had a guy quit in the bottom of turn one. Um, I actually made two people quit that tournament. Uh, and I didn't even win the whole thing. Jeff won the whole thing. The last uh, statewide tournament we had. They're so. not nearly as mean in Kings of War as they used to be in 40K. Uh, the game has uh, evened them out a little. Game and age. We'll go with that. The game and age has even some of those guys. <laughs> well, and you know, in our defense, our group in Birmingham has always been willing to travel. We've gone to tournaments in Chicago and Texas and you know North Carolina, Florida, because we want to find the good players, play them, and learn from them. And I think our group in Mobile was not as well traveled. Mm -hmm. So they maybe did not have the experience that we had. And sometimes when you sit down at a table, just having seen it before is a big part of being successful. And we were pretty damn ruthless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you think about it, though, you hit on something. We do travel. We go to Lone Wolf. We go to, I mean, we're all over the place. Todd and Tim, you guys must be, I think you're, how many Timbers did you last year, Tim? Uh, 11 GTs last year. Yes. How many out of region? I'm just going to go Two? I think two. How many are you doing this year out of region? I'm shooting for four or five. Yeah, exactly. My point is, the point I want to make, and you guys can chime in, is obviously we travel so much, we're not surprised by what we're going to see tomorrow. No. Well, and we're so wide. Like, you guys in, in Memphis, you go three or four hours and you got a couple tournaments in Arkansas. You exactly, go, yeah. You, it's not, I mean, seven hours to Dallas. Not a big deal. Uh, on the other side, South Carolina is for some reason not in our region, and North Carolina well, is close. Uh, well, let's just talk about that. You want to make the, we, why don't you make a bid to make that happen? Eh. Maybe we can give Mississippi. They just secede from us anyway. Like we give Mississippi to the South. Yeah, and then we we'll take, take South, South Carolina, Carolina, and then South Carolina will raise their own flag and wander off and do their own thing, like like normal. And, and Billy really belongs more in the South, being such a great painter. Just put them all in one region, get it done with, let them have that award. And we'll that's move the on. that's the hobby region. Will be the good region, and <laughs> Midwest might can take you know the sports the sports region. region. They're yeah. very friendly. They are. They're cordial. Definitely not what we do best. So predictions for this weekend uh, who, what region is going to take it out Nathan what do you think you've seen, the, you've seen the list I'm sure you've spent hours discussing it with Sean and, and Jeff oh I think we're going to oh, we, had a, we had a 12 hour car ride what's the prediction three of us together, so. well so I'm, I'm going to harken back to a movie from the 80s one of my favorite movies uh, Rocky 3 there's this bit there where Clubber Lang played by Mr. T you know he says what's your prediction yeah pain <laughs> <laughs> So you're thinking the Southeast is going to bring the pain. And You know, we've got a, a well-rounded team. I know some people look at some of these armies and they're like, man, how are they going to do something with this? But you haven't seen it in action like the rest of us have. These armies have a lot more answers to them than you, than, than you think. And um, it's going to jump out and it's going to surprise you, you know? Yeah. And so I think, uh, you know, we've got some of the well-rounded armies. We've got some armies that focus more heavily on other aspects of the game. Well, one aspect of the game. Um, <laughs> when when my Empire of Dust army is the most well-rounded army probably we've brought. That's, uh, that's Keith. That's been established. <laughs> All right. Keith is the fluffy bunny despot. You're yeah. the storyteller. He's the well-rounded elf player. Tim, keep, keep, you know, we talked about travel. I mean, ooh, uh, past that. Who's going to win it? The Southeast is going to bring it this year. That's the award we set out to get. That's the award we want, and that's what we're playing So for. are we just saying that because we're not going to win Best Painted? Uh, Who said we're not going to win Best Painted? I'm just saying. Yeah, we're, we're not going for, what is it, Paragon? We're not going for Paragon? No, we're going we're, for we're the not, big Let's award. be honest. We're not big on soft scores. 
that what you're trying to say? That, that's untrue. Okay. It's, we we typically don't weight them as heavily as other regions. I think that's a that's a more generous. Actually, way I don't think uh, most regions weight them heavily, other than Midwest. Midwest is South weights them pretty heavily. Sometimes, yeah. Some of their events, Alamo is one. Long Wolf, Long Wolf in years yeah. past. Yeah. Capital I mean, City in years uh, past. Most of the Southeast events have gone to where. You need to show up, you need to have a tabletop painted army, and you need to not be a complete and utter d- the whole time you're at the table. And if you do that, you will be in contention. Well, your turn, region. I think I think we have a good shot at bringing it down. Um, I think, like Nathan said, we have some well-rounded players. We have some lists that give people fits. And uh, I don't think, you know, on, on the cast, they, people talked a lot about tricks, but I think... The reality, we see, first of all, we're pretty tricksy, and we travel, and so we see some of these tricks. So, you know, three str- shambling constructs is a good list, but it's something I've seen before because I've yeah. played Nathan. Jeff? I think the Southeast is going to win. I mean, if we look at the last eight or nine months, when our players have played players from other regions, our winning percentage is Just take sky siege. High. Just look at Siege. You look smoked siege. the crap out of the Mid-Atlantic so much that they're still bent over. The whole room got really quiet. Yeah, Rob said <laughs> they all looked at me. And look, there's going to be a lot of great players here mm-hmm. tomorrow. But I mean, the, the depth of our team is so strong. Because I mean, every, every guy at this table has beaten each other and tied each other. And nobody is like the champ. Nobody comes out of here unscathed. It's like, what? Well, Devlin doesn't have a mic, but he is sitting here. So that doesn't necessarily apply to him. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not Devlin. Devlin, well, you beat the Mid Atlantic, but that's not really an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. You're not really. That's not much of an accomplishment, though. I can't hear him, but he said he went four zero. At Attaboy. siege of Augusta. Yeah. Here you go. So once again, I just think based on what we've seen so far, it would lead me to believe we have should have very high expectations. So let's go around the room. Uh, you guys have seen all these different lists. What's the one list from another region that you like? Maybe maybe it scares you. Maybe you just think it's interesting. We'll start with Jeff. We'll go backwards. I, I'm going to be ugly. Yeah. None of them. None of them. You don't like any of them. I think they're good lists, but I don't think any one stands out. I yeah. mean, every list that is strong in one area is weak in another. Right. And they're hoping not to get the wrong opponent on the wrong table. Yeah. Uh, I don't we know. Are. I've seen a list that I think is just ready for everything. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, we, we may have a couple of skew lists on our, on our team. Uh, I think there's a, a couple other skew lists out there. Uh, I do like, I, I mentioned that the three shambling, four shambling constructs uh, list is one I think is is solid, uh, partially because I've seen Nathan do something similar. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go out on a limb, maybe get a little flack, but <laughs> I, wait, you, is this Tim Smith? This is Tim Smith. Yeah. I okay. personally like George O'Connell's list, and I think it's got a good shot of doing really well here. Once he gets to the kiddie pool, is that what you're trying to, no? No, no I've, I think I, round, I think he's got a Do you guys I think, think he's, he's going to, in all seriousness, do you guys think he's going to be Aaron? I think yes. he's going to win first round. <clears throat> yes. I think we're still waiting to see what the scenario is. Depending mm-hmm. on the scenario, George could have some fits. And looking at some of these tables, it's solid terrain. You know, I mean, there's not a lot of just wide open yeah, shooting. That, well, that's kind of what we so. play with mostly. Yeah. A lot of terrain. I don't say a lot, but we play with – we have strategically placed terrain where you're not going to play on an open table unless it's a misstep, right? And, yeah. if, and if he's playing on the table he thinks he's playing on, it's going to give him some trouble. It's just three big hills right across the middle with a couple forests blocking the other lines of shooting. Right. But that's one of my favorite lists, and it's a beautiful list to look at. It's a good army, yeah. and for everything, all the crap I give George, he does know how to play it. And anyone who goes up to the table, but, believing some of the hype on the internet, yeah. is gonna. But here's the get thing, caught out. So I guess it's over to you, Nathan, uh, in terms of a list that you like. 
or scared or noteworthy? Um, you know, I do like Aaron Chapman's list. You know, the the, the six hordes of slave orcs and the three hordes of uh, decimators, uh, along with the, the three fast disorders and the two half-free champs and Suzu. I mean, he's he's going to present some major issues to people, and that is an awful lot of nerve that you have to get off the table. Um, you know, like I said, depending on the scenario, he could definitely give any army here fits with that. So, and I, but I think again to, to everybody's point, though, that's that's kind of the that's the whole room. Everybody, Everybody. it's who you drew, what table you on, and what's the nerve we're playing. Yeah, Nate, on that army you just mentioned, I like the army, but look at some of these tables with five impassable pieces of terrain. You're not going to be able to maneuver six boards between all that blocking terrain. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, it's just a, you know, you you, you do, and you get a room this big, it's always going to happen. An event this Mm -hmm. size, you're always. You got 32 tables. You're you're always, all right, luck of the table, luck of the scenario, luck of the draw. You know what I mean? So you're not bribing the right people is what you're suggesting. Well, you're not the TO again this year, so we're going to get worse matchups, obviously. And on that note, is there any final thoughts for the weekend? I have uh, I have one final thought. I have two final thoughts. Yep. Two final thoughts, right? Number one, for next year's Masters, I would like us to play the Clash of Kings 2018 pack, not bring in half of the Clash of that's Kings 2019 pack. That's a great – that's a great – let's well, – once you finish your point, let's, let's open that up to the group because um, that's something that I have been thinking about. We wouldn't be having people argue about Alchemist Curse if we were just playing mm-hmm. what we played for the first year or and, for the rest of the previous year. And with that lead-in, Alchemist Curse is still utter b- <laughs> Tim? Well, if we had done that this year, one of our one of our players would have been able to bring the army that got them to this point right? with the old pack, which would have been Brian Tucker and his gargoyle list. Yeah. Yeah, I think, not to pull by the curtain too much, um, but I don't think anyone who initially voted to use the COC-18 pack had an idea of the breadth and spread of the changes. I'm not saying I don't like the changes. I think they're great. But I think we voted on using it before knowing how. We were like, oh, it's just going to make Blood Boil cover. Right. And Which like, is That's fine. Great. That's all it was. That's great. But, yeah. but then it was pretty significant. And say la vie. Two thoughts. I think we should play the Masters under the rules that we use to qualify. That, to me, is painfully obvious. The end of, it's a, you end the whole season with the Masters. Yes. And second of all, I think the uh, Alchemist Curse is a good balance to a little bit of bow fire and a little bit of flame weapons. It sort of brings my story <laughs> I, all together. I love Tim cringing over here. It's Tim's, the, like, bawling his fist. <laughs> I'm going to go. So Jeff is presenting this like he's the gourmet. And, you know, this is the, the final touch for this wonderful plating, well, you know, of, of all of Which is like three mounds of ketchup. That's all <laughs> Some people have hinted my army Auto. may not be balanced. I argue I have bow fire, I have flame weapons, and I have magic. That's, that's you know, three different... And he has two inspiring sources. Don't forget. I do. That was by accident. <laughs> I don't know that we know really how it's going to play out without the curse. I think that's why we got to play the week out and at the end of the weekend if Tim's right we may know but if he's not right 
you know, and it's what Jeff thinks, which is it's not that big a deal. You're only going to maybe doing a wound here or there. That is not what Jeff thinks. <laughs> well, I promise you guys, if I could fix, change Marmy this minute, I would take it out. It has proven to be less effective than I had hoped. Yeah, because you've already gotten the psychological advantage you were going well, okay. for. So that's something Jeff and I were talking about. Is it, it's 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 the, the the dog with a big bark but with no bite, and so it's you have changed the person's behavior at the table because they're worried about it. It hasn't proven to actually be effective yet. I play Jeff every single week. I played Sean and his variation of this list for the last several weeks. It is mind-numbingly painful to watch the idol of Shabak go from Fearless 19 to needing snake eyes due to Alchemist Curse. Which has happened to me multiple times. Mm. You just get him too close, obviously, Nathan. What are you thinking? Yeah, you're not learning. Obviously, you just play it better. You know, uh, all a, your a wise man said you should really learn from your losses. You must not I be have... listening to Jeff and Sean. Oh, I'm 50-50 with Jeff, and, and I've got a pretty significant winning note rate against Sean's army right now with my Empire Dust. So. <laughs> it doesn't make it any less spirit-breaking. But, but this does get back to what we said earlier, You know, the evolution. We added it because we thought it was good. That affected you. You've now developed better tactics. So now it's not you win 50% against me. You win 88% against Sean. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a euphemism for if Tim just learned to play better against it, he won't cry about it. I don't like to learn things. I just want to do what I do Yeah, and keep doing it. No, but I think there's some truth to the first time you see a, a – it doesn't have to be a skew list, but something that you haven't played against and then it kicks you in the nuts – it's like, ah, it's broken. No, you just may not know how to play against it. And once you adjust your tactics, and it, maybe that's the problem. Maybe people are not willing to adjust their, I just want to push it forward. Okay, well, that's fine. You're going to push it forward and lose. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm like to go on record as advocating people just push their army forward against us in the upcoming tournament. I, I think you're being a little rough on the people that just push their armies forward, Rob. Come on. Yeah, that's a valid tactic. I agree. Find, hey, a, find an open lane so you're not slowed and just come straight at yeah, every, Stay every chance, full speed, right if, if, if you in terrain, that means you can't move with the double, which is bad. Get out of terrain, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so any final thoughts? Did we cover everything? Oh, I will say one other benefit of being in our region is the Counter Charge podcast is always local. That's that's a bonus, yeah. yes. And I did bring up the, uh, the schedules. We've got a bunch of events still. <laughs> we just started. So obviously you alluded to, we've, we started the year in uh, January in Siege of Augusta. We were here in February in the Masters. We got the Blue Sea Brawl in April. Uh, then we TNT our flagship event, uh, May 19th and 20th. Bowling Green Massacre, who's going to be there? We're all going to be there, right? Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Charlie and Taylor are two super nice guys. Let's be honest, though, Beth is the power behind the throne there. But, they did uh, just put on a great one day, organized yeah. it well, so I don't see any hiccups with that event. It's going to be a great one, even for a first year. Yeah, ATC July 14th and 15th. That's going to be run by Todd. You're going to get more of the saying that you got at TNT. And then Nash Cons in previous years. Uh, then we have Discover GT run by Brian Tucker on August 4th and 5th in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Sword of Kings, that was a surprise hit for me last year. I First time I had, that was the first lots, year? Lo- yeah. First year, lots of them. Second, year, second year, yeah, second year. Really great event. I was really shocked at how well that worked. And there was like a stones throw from the from Ohio. So yeah, and there's all, and, and you had Eric Trowbridge, you had, you had Steve yeah. Mahone, you had some good players there. Shannon Shoemaker, who seems to go to all of our events. Shannon's an honorary Southeasterner. Yes. We got to work a trade. A, Let's get a call tra- that a carpet bagger down here. So. A carpet bagger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we've got Crucible on October 12th and 14th, run by Cody. I went last year. It's 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 awesome, and the flights are cheap. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a definite event. I want to see if I can make down. And then the, the anchor. <laughs> the anchor. The anchor. The well, anvil. it used to not be the anchor, but now it now it is. So uh, for, Forge of War, mm-hmm. uh, run by our good friend uh, Nathan Clevenger over here on November 10th and 11th, 2018, mm-hmm. in Birmingham, Alabama. And that's... Nate, Go ahead. If I recall, you've asserted that may be an alchemist curse-free tournament. Yeah, that would be awesome. I've I've threatened it in in, in several tirades here. I don't know that I have the. Uh, I don't know if I can ethically do that. You sure, know, you can. Go against my. And, and that's the start of Kings of War Swedish Comp. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that though. We selected the team in December this year. What yes. challenges did that? Because we had an event in December in 2017. What challenges did that? Uh, the last, the last spot went was swinging. was swinging to the very end, and then just getting people to commit to going was annoying, Jeff. And uh, that was it. Um, I think it'll be easier this year. We'll know shortly after Forge, and then maybe we'll have a Merc from the southeast at the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, it certainly uh, limited our ability to have a Merc because we didn't know who was the first Merc or who yep. was the first alternate. And uh, spreadsheets are hard. Well, here's the good news: we have a, we have the next Merc in standing. Correct. But let's be honest, no one's going to drop at this point. It's the Unless, it's the Masters. Correct. It's the Masters. No one. We didn't have anybody to drop at the event last year. We're not going to have anybody to drop at the day of the event this year. So he's crying, but... All right, well, anything we didn't cover? All right, well, thanks, guys. Enjoyed it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by posting on our episode thread on the discussion forum found on manticgames.com. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. So I have a question. Show of hands, who actually thinks George and Aaron, that was a random thing? Are you going to cut this out? Maybe. Do you think it's random? Yeah, who, think it's who thinks it's random? No, I want random. No. Let the record show that no one has their hands up. <laughs> right, right, right. But if it wasn't Chris then you would probably say, absolutely, it's, 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 Correct. it's not I mean, right. And but it's Chris, so it's like, maybe Chris, it is random. Chris but, played it straight, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. A, it's fortuitous, right? It's the only proof you ever will need that there is a pizza Jesus. <laughs>